0: Ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is going to be the second part of what influences the mind and how to protect it. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is podcast at gmail.com. Are you on your best behavior?
1: One moment at a time. Yes, sir.
0: Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben. Without any further delay, let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing um, today?
1: Yeah. Well, wow, Yeah, you're not sure, are you? I'm not sure. We're, based we're sort on of last right time. at that time where we're in between yeah. real time and government time, which would be. Twelve fifteen. No. It's kind of real time, but according to the government, it's one fifteen.
0: It's kind of so, noonish, afternoonish.
1: Yeah, we would do but, it. I, I we think didn't you quite can make
0: good morning. We're, we were almost that's
1: that's right by regular. We were almost able to say good morning. You are exactly right, and we haven't done that yet. No, we have <laughs> that not. would be a first when we actually do that, and uh, we have. Joe back with us, which uh, yes. is exciting for uh, me here in the studio. Uh, I always appreciate uh, his expertise and his input uh, to the podcast. We almost had a fourth, which maybe one day we, we can get uh, the other Mike in here. So we would have yeah. say, like Mike and Mike and Ben and Joe.
2: He claims it there would be go. a comedy yeah, yeah. show if we had him in here.
0: So. <laughs> well,
1: well I mean, as long as we... Put that disclaimer out beforehand. Maybe that would work.
0: Ooh, in the in the title, I'll just yeah comedy hour um, (laughs) with Mike and Mike and Ben, Um, Mike and and Mike and
1: Joe, Mike and Mike and Ben and Joe. It almost sounds like uh, high dollar ice cream. Ooh, yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Ben and Jerry. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I would get the Ben and Joe just because (laughs) Mike and Mike sounds sort of boring. Uh, But nevertheless. In all seriousness, back to the uh, to the topic, which we are going to sort of pull off of the latter uh, episode that we had, speaking about the mind, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. We are going today to get into a little bit uh, of the anchor, should we say, of the protection hmm. of the mind. And I hope that uh, the listeners out there really got something out of uh, the – The parts where we discussed how the mind can change and the ability to do that, you're never too old to change. We'll just say, you know, you're you're never too old to make a mistake or probably the most important thing is you're never too old to correct one. You know, I think sometimes we think you hear terms like, well, that old coot will never change.
0: Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Uh,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, you can right. you can lead him to water, but you can't make him drink and all that. But I think you can make him thirsty sometimes.
0: Ex- except that
2: I like the line. It says, "If you learn something new today, you know you're alive."
1: Absolutely. So with without learning something new, you mm. may become sort of stagnant. And if uh, you're
2: stagnant which, you're probably dead. Yes, stagnant. Yes, stagnant. It, you, waters, you may not be. Yeah. You may. You, yes. Your heart may toxic. still be beating, and there may still be mm-hmm. things going on. But if you're not, if you're not actively learning, right, growing, uh, you've died.
1: Yeah, you're on what the medical society would call life support. Support. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. But there's not yeah. much living in that sort of life. No. Uh, so. But anyway, welcome to all of you rock tumblers and true seekers out there. And without any further delay, as Ben likes to say, we're going (laughs) to get right into it. We ended the last episode with a scripture. We'll go ahead and read that again. And that is, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And we got into a little bit of the statement that was made of uh, the the prayer that christ has given to us was that the will of god shall be done here on earth as it is in heaven mm-hmm. and that is to be and that is intended to be answered now that's a powerful thing when you think about it and it should be something that we desire and i think we we maybe mentioned it on the last episode that heaven is a real place and to sort of have an idea of that place which is fully real and to know that you could sort of have some of or a piece of that here on heaven at any i guess at any stage of your life or within any aspect of your life i think that's i think that's a powerful thought
2: it is, and understanding how you attain that is also uh, something that we need to talk about because we need to understand that that heaven on earth is not; um, it's not what most people think of in terms of uh, the happiness that they have. You know, they, they you go to a theme park and, and you're you're happy while you're there, or. You know, you you go to a concert and you're happy while you're there. Um, this is this is something that the Lord promises us that is very different from that. He promises us rather than happiness, He promises us joy, mm. joy that is present regardless of your circumstances. Happiness can be fleeting. Mm. Uh, I can be happy running down the road and end up in an accident. I'm no longer happy. No, um, but I can still have the joy of the Lord because I can still know that He's in my life, that He has provided things for me, that He is cares about me and loves me, and that I can share that with others.
1: Amen. That's uh, and you know that's right on point. And I'm, and I like the fact, Joe, that you mentioned the word attaining, and that is actually written down here in these references that we're pulling from, and we're pulling from uh, the spirit of prophecy, and we we can get into that because that discussion can really get deep and go go a long ways. But just understand that this is written material from years ago, uh, which is a comp say a compilation of a lot of writing a lot of books uh that we will be referring to at different times as the spirit of prophecy but that was when you said that i was looking right in in the writing here and that that word is mentioned and but but you mentioned joy i don't know there was a poem years ago and i to this day i don't know who wrote it but i i was so attracted to it and I guess you would call it a poem. It's it's three. De- it's it's the definition of three words that are written down, and one is the word smile. And the definition was: as it goes down, it says, "smile, a premonition of laughter; laughter, an expression of joy; joy, an abundant supply of love deep inside the heart." I read that years years ago as a young man. And I've never forgot it, but how true is that? And you just take – and the idea that I think is the, the intention as it was written was what is it that should be at the root of a smile? And you go all the way down to a deep supply of love deep inside the heart. But you've got to get all the way to the end of that because, as you say – a theme park or something, you know, being thrown up as a as a child in the air could make you smile and laugh, but a true smile is that deep supply of love that is deep inside the heart, and I think that's really what what you were saying, right? Because that's it's joy. It's a, it, it, that joy is is that supply of love deep inside the heart where all of this really comes from. And I want to get into down through here to the word attaining within this uh, this explanation or this is really a um, encouraging, words to train and to expose you to what the mind can do and the capabilities and, and and so forth as we're talking about it it says the science and here we go is and we talked about this the science of holiness and we all agreed last episode that science was created by God by God mm-hmm. absolutely so wouldn't that make sense that science, there's a science of holiness? That doesn't really sound like something that you would really want to dig into. You'd think holiness, that's got to come from God, every bit of it.
2: But what is what is science other than science is a study of things with a, a an idea of where it's supposed to be going and putting out, Theories as to what that is, and then proving those theories. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in science we we make a we make a a theatrical sentence, if you please, um, and we then go about trying to either prove or disprove that particular statement. Right. Okay, holiness is no different than that. It is, you know, what is it? Well, there's a definition for it. And then we go about proving this definition by testing it.
1: Yeah, te- proving it or understanding I mean, yeah. it. And we could look at it as the science being the inner workings. There's a way that things work. Uh, right. you, you could get into the science or the inner workings of computers or automobiles or motors. or. But here we're identifying the science of holiness. I don't Now, when I think of it that way, I want to know how that works. I want to know more about the holiness that I can experience. I think that's that's an attraction to me. So, continuing here, he says the science of holiness, the ethics that the gospel inculcates, acknowledge no standard but the perfection of God's mind and God's will. Now that's that's a pretty powerful thought. That the science of it all acknowledges only that standard. It says no no standard except it says, no standard but the perfection of God's mind. Well, that tells us right there that God's mind is what? Perfect. It's perfect. Well, and, better than ours. Yes. And boy, mm-hmm. if if someone has that kind of power and that perfection should that not be an attraction to us uh, in in the inner workings of the mind? Who would not want? We try to be all the time. No one loves to be wrong. Who wakes up in the morning and says, "I want to check out these check off these five things to make myself miserable and not and not right ever and and just absolutely depressed. I mean nobody does that naturally. And when you think about it, I don't know anyone that does that that's even claims to be an atheist. Everyone has a desire to be happy. Uh, so I I think this is a is a is an attraction that most have. So what a what a a topic to really look deep in. And we'll continue here. It says it is the character in the mind of Christ which by conversion and transformation, men are to receive. It is that character of the mind of Christ by conversion. We are meant to receive that very character through, what did we say in the last podcast? There's something that happens to the mind.
2: It has to change. It has to change. You have to get on
1: a different (laughs) path. It's a conversion process right. that takes place and that is meant what a what a an awesome thought there a, a blessing so that is meant for us to receive and going on it says through his son the father has revealed the excellence to which man is capable of attaining you mentioned that word attain
2: mm-hmm and we get that only through our interaction and our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it comes from. Absolutely. And, and this is the thing that a lot of people miss when when we're talking about things of the spiritual nature, is that... Christ, when he was here on earth, he says, I don't don't do anything except the will of my Father. That's what he did. In spite of the fact that he was capable of doing everything on his own, he did nothing that wasn't the will of his Father. Yes. And he asked for that. He was in communication with his Father on a daily basis, on a regular basis. This was not something that happened every now and then. It didn't happen once a week. Um, This happened all the time. This This is an individual who spent whole nights in prayer. When was the last time you spent a whole night in prayer? And if he needed it in order to accomplish what he was supposed to do, how much more do we? You know, Paul tells us that there's a way for us to pray. He says to pray without ceasing. ceasing. Yes. What does that mean? How does that, and, and we're talking about the mind here, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does that make a difference in terms of our minds? And and the answer is that it's an attitude. Mm-hmm. I was married for 47 years before my dear wife passed. There was never a time during that 47 years when I thought of myself as anything other than married. Mm -hmm. She was always on my mind, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of relationship that God wants with us. You see, if you go through Scripture, you're going to find time and time again that God compares his relationship to us to a marriage. To marriage. Why? Because a marriage is putting two people together and making them one. One, yeah. That's why. That's what he Mm -hmm. wants from us. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Yes being one with Jesus Christ. Christ said it in John chapter 15, he said, I am the vine and you're the branches. Except you abide in me and I in you, mm-hmm. you are nothing,
1: you're dead. Yes, and you can do nothing.
2: And you can do nothing.
1: Yes. You you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned your wife, Joe. And before you started, I was thinking, when because you you prefaced that was having prayer and being in prayer all the time, praying without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And the closest thing that I could come to that day in, day out, that I had a certain thing on my mind that I just couldn't get off of my mind, and that was the soon-to-be bride. And I'll be the first to tell you after – Twenty plus years of marriage, the newness is it's it's not it's you know doesn't mean I don't love, I love my wife in in a different way.
2: Yeah, well, but, you've grown together, and, and yes, things have changed. That happens. Yeah, but
1: I I think I I think for me, and I think this is because you know Christ also re- refers to the church as his bride, and, and and I think that there's a there's a connection because there is a newness, there's an excitement in this thought of this, this love thing that that as, as a young man, you know, and, and I'm sure a young woman, it's, it's an excitement. I've got it, you know, back then we didn't have cell phones. I was constantly trying to find a pay phone. I had to go, I had to call her, you know, because it was just so exciting. She was always on my mind in a very exciting way, not that Oh uh, well, let's see. What does she want me to do today? Um, I've got to go do this. I've got to go do this. And as one of our uh, uh, one of one of my favorite speakers of, of all time, C. D. Brooks, <laughs> C. D. Brooks says, "You do things, you know, for your wife." And there are some things that he had to do that no one else could make him do it. And he used the example of why why did he do it then? And his his Story that I remember so well is in the middle of the night, his wife looks at him and wants a glass of water. And he goes downstairs to get this glass of water in the middle of the winter, comes out from underneath the blankets and so forth. But the idea was, the question was, he said, why did I do it? And his words, he said, nobody on that whole block that I lived on could make me do something that I did not want to do. And he said, I did it because it pleased her. Mm-hmm. It pleases him. And I think we go from that wonderful excitement of, I can't get this new relationship with God, this closeness off of my mind, to before I know it, I'm doing things that maybe. I don't even have to think about, but I'm doing them simply, not that it's, and simple is not complicated, but is it deep? Is it, yes, extremely. But I'm doing these things because it pleases him. I have an innate, a new, natural to please God through Jesus Christ, whom I am so, Getting, uh, uh I, I get acquainted with, or even in the scripture, wants this, the, wants this relationship to be an intimate one, it, it, and as close as it could possibly be.
2: That's why he calls it a marriage.
1: Yes, indeed.
2: You know, and and you're you're talking about this this thing that that C.D. Brooks did, and and I was thinking about something that I did for my young wife, um, right after we got married. Um I was going to college in Tacoma Park, Maryland. I worked, and she worked at a hospital in Riverdale, Maryland, and we lived over in the Suitland area of Maryland, okay, okay which are miles apart from each other, but the hospital was in between the two. And I would leave classes at the college. And my wife would be on duty at the hospital, and there was a a little florist shop that that I would go past on the way from the college past the hospital. And I would stop at that florist shop. I didn't do it every day, because I didn't have money. I was a college student. (laughs) But it was a buck, okay? Yeah. And I would get a single red rose in a bud vase, and it was a buck. Mm Mm-hmm wasn't real expensive. right? Even then, it wasn't real expensive, but I would stop. I would get a single red rose. I would stop at the hospital. I would take it up to the nurse's station. If she was there, I would give it to her directly. Mm-hmm. If she was somewhere else, I knew she was there, yep. I would leave it there for her. Mm-hmm. And I would leave and go on home. Why did I do that? I think I know. <laughs> because it pleased her.
1: Yeah. It pleased her.
2: And it made her it just made her day. Mm-hmm. You know, less I like I said, I didn't do it every day, but it made her day. Yeah. Of course it also made all the other nurses jealous, but that was beside the point. Oh,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> ben Ben, did you hear that? There might have been an ulterior motive there. Uh oh. Yeah. No,
0: I I was gonna <laughs> I haven't interjected yet. I was gonna interject. Um and a little off the topic from where you guys are at the moment, but I, li- I like the kind of definition that you gave Mike of, of science that it's kind of like, and I don't know if this is the actual definition. I haven't read it in a long time, um, but I kind of, it makes sense that it's like the study of the inner workings, site of the universe that mm-hmm. I mean, essentially. And so from a Christian standpoint, you could say that we are studying science of truth or because we're studying the inner workings of truth which is Christ um but going back to something you said dad uh well we i think we both brought you guys both brought it up um the will of god um i was going to interject something that uh when i was on vacation at my, my old church um they and I'm—I forget where it was in Ellen White's writings. They were studying something in Ellen White, and she—it says um, that if God—and I'm I'm kind of condensing and paraphrasing, maybe—but uh, it says basically if God gives you wisdom, it will be in line with His will and i found that interesting because mm-hmm. in the bible you also read that god freely gives if anyone has, lacks knowledge or wisdom it's wisdom right yep mm-hmm. all he has to do if is it ask, ask for it. so god freely so mm-hmm. god freely gives wisdom but if he gives wisdom mm-hmm. according to what ellen white says mm-hmm. it will be in line with his will with his will and yeah. that only makes but sense. that only works if you are like you guys are saying truly Seek, seeking, yes. like we've say said, diligently and, you know, your motives are pure and you're Pru- truly seeking. Right. A- absolutely. So, I just found that rather interesting because yeah. in the Bible you always hear um, different people say, well, you know, if, if you lack wisdom, ask. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting side point that Ellen White makes. It's like, if he does give it to you and he says he'll give it to you mm-hmm. really, yes. it's going to be in line with his will right. as long as you're asking appropriately.
1: Sure. And and, and yeah. Joe made made the statement that makes perfect sense, and it and it does, right. and you know, and we close out just about every episode by state the statement of may every intent of our thought be pure, and the reason we say that today is because in the anti world, the scripture tells us that. Every intent of thought was was, pu- was, was evil. Was evil, was exactly. evil continually. continually? Right, right. Now that's a heavy statement, but think about the asking for wisdom. Yeah. If you receive the wisdom, which is God's very will, and your intent is pure, continually,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then why shouldn't you receive it? It's given to you freely. You. We shouldn't be asking for selfish things. We shouldn't be asking for the power to, to, to levy uh, or distribute our personal animosity on somebody uh, right. or for some other persecution. You know, the, the knowledge of science in certain areas, the knowledge of mm-hmm. many things is not necessarily wisdom— by God's definition, because right. we're seeing that today, are we not?
2: Right? Well, scripture says that the the wisdom of God is foolishness to men, yeah, I mean, that's what Paul tells us in First Corinthians, and mm-hmm. the wisdom mm-hmm. of God is foolishness to men. yeah. so yeah, it's going to be out of line
1: with the world with with the right. default of the world, right. Not meaning that we can never understand it, right. But we could but when yep. we go through that conversion mm-hmm. that we've talked about at the beginning, now, We've got a little bit better or a clearer idea of what this knowledge is that God has for us to understand. But yeah. here, yeah, here in in the carnal, we see it all the time. And and just think about all the episodes we've done. You know, there is some really heavy uh, uh, health and science, and biology, and chemistry, and and all the many things that we've discussed, which really is simply talking about the innate Mm -hmm. things that God has given us in this wonderful body that we have on this planet. But there are some smart individuals, and there are some really smart individuals that are nefarious and want to see things done to the human race Mm-hmm. And we believe that they're influenced by the enemy. there's no other and, and we're not the only ones. There are many saying that what we're facing today in the world, not just here in the United States, is simply good and evil having at it and and I think we would based on what we're just saying, the knowledge and 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 the different people and the mindset you have asking. To receive it,
2: and right. as as yep. as Scripture yep. tells us, as Christ said, "As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man." Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we're to expect, and and what what did it say about Noah's day? the The intent, the, and intent. the thoughts were only evil Continuous. continually. Yes, right. That's what we're facing. Yes. That is exactly what we're mm-hmm. facing. Huh. And that's what we have to be on guard against. And this is why we have to be in that constant
0: state of prayer. Of, right. of, of prayer. Which, well, and that takes us back to last podcast where we were talking about habits. And we haven't really talked about that so much this podcast, but that is basically a habit that you want to continue to grow. Well, we kind of mentioned it last last uh, podcast um, in terms of forming that relationship with Christ. Um, But yeah, so I I was just like going to correlate that because if you formulated that habit um, as well as you're working on some of those other habits maybe that we talked about, you can start, you know, you can ask for that, the wisdom and, you know, as you continue in that, he should free, he'll freely give that to you as you as you're progressing in being pure in your motives like we've talked about.
1: Absolutely. And it and it is something we can strive for. And the Bible tells us that I, I love the the scripture that says, My you know, my grace, my power, my protection, whatever it is, you could you can insert anything there, is sufficient mm-hmm. for today. Right. And I think that we we shouldn't look at this, no matter what we're trying to do, as a is a a long term thing that I'll never get it done. I need. I, wanted, I wanna I want to have this thought process. I want to be this way. So that I don't ever have to worry about it again. And and God say no 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 no. Don't, but listen, look, mm-hmm. just do it for today. Yeah. My grace, my power, my love. It's all sufficient for today. Paul says, "I die daily." Mm-hmm. It lets us know that we have to. We have to sort of regroup, load up, put on that helmet of salvation the you know the 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 shield of protection uh and do it every day. I love the story that and, and we talked about this as well, having someone that may have stopped smoking or stopped drinking assist you. I love the story of Philip and the Ethiopian mm-hmm. When he catches up to him, when he chases down the the, the, tree, the chariot, he, he's he's having this conversation with him, mm-hmm. and the Ethiopian says, "Well, how can he wants to know what what are you reading?" And he tells him he's reading, and he's reading out of Book and of Isaiah.
2: Philip says, "Do you understand what you're reading?" "Do you
1: understand?" And what does the Ethiopian say? He says, "How can I understand unless somebody will teach me?" There you go. I think that's so cool. God has given us, you know, he's breaking it down. We need someone, not just anyone. We need someone whose motives are pure and someone that will teach us, guide us through, help us along. And it doesn't have to be so overwhelming that you say, I'll never be able to do this. Let's bite it off one day at a time. Yeah. Just just for today, he says. and And there's a, there is another uh, prayer, if you will, and in, in the and in, it is called one day at a time, but I love the way that is it is laid out. Talks about yesterday is behind us; it's gone. Tomorrow mm-hmm. is history. Yeah, I mean to, tomorrow is is, is, it's is is not promised. It, it's not it's not promised. It's futuristic, you know. It's, and and these two things can break down a man. You know, you, you, you look at the remorse that you've had of something that you did or the uncertainty of what might happen tomorrow, but the prayer focuses on you can do it today.
2: Give me today.
1: Yes, any man can fight the battle
2: what I need for, today
1: for one day. Yeah. And I and, and that's sort of the basics of the beginning of what we're we're talking about with mm-hmm. all of this. If we can do it today, that should be good enough. It's his his Grace sufficient for us for today, and we'll do it again tomorrow, you know. And I think it's important, you know, for me, and I'm just going to speak, and then we, unfortunately we have to wrap up this. But I know that sometimes we go, wow, you know, I have to do this. I have to do that. Joe, you guys were talking about you were doing some painting on your new home uh, before the episode, and, you know, that, that's not fun for me. I don't like painting. Um, I, would, I might look at it as, oh gosh, I've, I've got to paint. But something happens when you, when you get into conversion and you get into this daily loading up of, of God's grace. What changes is, and it could be the most tedious, the most unpleasant thing that, that you have to do, and you'll find yourself saying, you know what? You know what I get to do today? Mm -hmm. I get to go paint my new place. I get to go do and just insert whatever it is, you know, but you get to do that. You're allowed to do that by the very grace of God that gives you the breath and the heartbeat and and all of it. And what it does is it allows you to look at others that can't for whatever reason, whether it's an illness, whether it's a, a permanent disability so it helps us to get out of us a little bit if we look at it as, I get to do this today. Right. And I think that's intentional. I think that's by design.
2: And at some point in time, we get to do that for somebody else. Absolutely. And that's, that's where the real joys come in, is when you get to do this for somebody else. Exactly. And, and you were talking about that, and I was thinking about uh, one of our uh, church members who passed away, Mickey, mm-hmm. and when he had his grandsons he had him in his house his house was not in that great a shape and several of us went over there and did work at his house we got to go over you, there and do this yes and this was fun yeah we yeah. were painting mm-hmm. yeah we were repairing walls mm-hmm. we were fixing light fixtures yeah. we got to do this it, yes you yeah. know when we had to mm-hmm. we were privileged To do this.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's a great point, uh, and it does. It gets you out of self. Well, one quick sentence or two here as we close up, uh, as we move along. And you heard me say before this episode, this theme could go on for uh, several episodes. But, but guys, this is an important topic for today. It really is. We are getting close to the time— Of the last day, the reconciliation is going to take place, and we need to prepare, not just ourselves, uh, we need to be ready, and we need to be able to help others to be ready. It says right here, as our pattern, we have one who is all in all, the chiefest among 10,000, one whose excellency is beyond comparison. What saith? The divine teacher, be ye therefore perfect as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And that's Matthew five forty three. I'm sorry, forty-eight. Matthew five forty eight. And you know what? That is possible. Would Christ tantalize us by requiring of us an impossibility? No, he would not. Never, never. And what an honor he confers upon us in urging us to be holy in our sphere as the Father is holy in his. With that thoughtless bow, our heads. Father in heaven, we once again thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the many blessings that you've bestowed on us, the many things that you have done in the past for us, the victories that we can claim. Today, Lord, we thank you that we get to do what we're doing right now. We get to spend time together with each other. We thank you for the gift of life and friendship. We thank you for the gift of this platform that we can reach others and hopefully, through the working of the Spirit, increase their desire to hunger and thirst after your righteousness. Lord, we as for those that are listening to be blessed in a special way, may they be protected and, and may your Holy Spirit guide and lead them and draw them closer to you and may they clearly understand that there are things through your power, your wisdom that they can accomplish. And as we always say before we part ways and maybe help them and us, with every intent of our thoughts, be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday
1: on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, Continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.